Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer. I hope you all are having a great week, a great day, and I hope you all are doing well. Real quick, I want to give a big shout out to Mr. Dylan Busby for having me on his podcast. Dylan Busby hosts a podcast called Dress Casual, and he covers all sorts of different topics. Mr. Dylan Busby had had me on his podcast the other night, and we had a great time. We covered a bunch of different subjects in pro wrestling. We talked about Mick Foley. We talked about the current storylines in pro wrestling. We talked about our our favorite wrestlers, our favorite finishing moves, all sorts of different topics. So I urge you to check this out. He's a great host, a great guy, and please give that episode a listen. I also want to give a big shout out to Wrestle Shoot with Rob Wilds. Wrestle Shoot's a great podcast as well. Covers so many different topics of pro wrestling. And Rob also hosts Smells Like Hope, which is a podcast that he also does by himself. But there's so many different topics he discusses as well, so please check that out. It's a great show. Once again, that's called Wrestle Shoot with Laura Biles. All right, guys. Royal Rumble 2021 is this Sunday. I believe it's going to be a great show. It should be. I hope it is, but we'll see. But the card for the show so far isn't stacked as you know, I kind of predicted it would be. But we do have a show. We do have something going on. Real quick, I just want to preview the match card and give my prediction. Then we'll get into some other topics. Okay, so first off, for the Royal Rumble, we have McIntyre versus Goldberg. And yes, this isn't in any order. I just wrote these down. I'm not going in any particular order. But first off, we will start off with McIntyre versus Goldberg. For the WWE Championship. You know, this match here, um, in my opinion, doesn't really need to be booked. No, I'm hoping that this is a match to put McIntyre over. And this isn't a match to protect Goldberg. Because we've seen in the past, you know, what Goldberg has done. He wrestled the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and he went over, which was something that never should have happened. So I'm hoping that Goldberg does us all a solid and puts McIntyre over like he should. This match can go either way. Um, I'm surprised this match is even happening with, with McIntyre having you know COVID. So I'm surprised this match is even booked. But yes, I'm hoping that Goldberg puts McIntyre over. Because it's the right thing to do. You know, McIntyre is 
the current champion. McIntyre is the current star. So Goldberg needs to put him over. Now if that doesn't happen and Goldberg wins, we're going to see a lot of angry fans, a lot of people mad on social media. I could just see it now. People aren't going to be happy. I know I'm not going to be happy. We don't need to see another Goldberg title reign. We don't need to see Goldberg in a championship match at all. Now having Goldberg back isn't a bad thing. It's not. You know, I know Goldberg draws ratings, but he does not need to be in the title picture. I don't mind having Goldberg back. I don't mind seeing him in a match. The match he had with Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam wasn't bad because it wasn't for a title picture. It wasn't for a title match. It wasn't for a title. Sorry, tongue-tied. Um, <laughs> but Goldberg should not be wrestling for a title. I'm, I'm okay with him wrestling but as long as it's not for a championship. And I think everybody's okay with him wrestling. Now, yes, he he is up there in age. He he can't perform as well as he used to. But can he put on a show against McIntyre? Can McIntyre make him look strong? And, and my question is, what what shape will Goldberg be in at the Royal Rumble? We've seen Goldberg's match with Taker. It wasn't that great. He dropped Taker on his head. And the whole match was just bad. So what shape will Goldberg be in? Will, will this be a decent match? That's my question. It just depends, guys. I don't know how this match is going to play out. I'm thinking, you know, Goldberg puts McIntyre over. And that McIntyre... Drops the bell here soon. But we'll see. Okay, so next up we have the women's tag team championship match with Asuka and Charlotte versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, if I'm booking this match, guys, I am booking Asuka and Charlotte to go over Nia Jax and Baszler. Why? Because WWE is too high on Charlotte Flair to have her lose. WWE has put too much time invested in Charlotte Flair to have her lose in any circumstance. Same with Asuka. Asuka is the Raw Women's Champion. Now, we could see a hill turn. And this is something that hasn't been talked about. Something that I don't hear people talking about. We could see Charlotte turn heel. I don't think it's going to happen. But there's always that possibility. I think it all depends on who wins the Women's Royal Rumble. But we'll see. But if I'm booking this match, I am booking Asuka and Charlotte over Nia and Baszler. Obviously, as I've said before, we don't need to see Charlotte with two titles. We don't need to see her with one title. She doesn't need to have a title, period. She's already a star. I'm already seeing a lot of people say they're tired of Charlotte. She just came back. But honestly, I think everybody's just tired of seeing Charlotte Flair in the title picture. We're seeing, We're tired of seeing Charlotte Flair down our throats constantly. You know, if they, if they didn't give her a title, I think she'd be better off. The problem with her having the tag team championship is that she is on Raw and SmackDown both. Which was like when she was on, you know, every brand. When she was the NXT Women's Champion. When she went back to NXT and beat Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship. 
we didn't just see her on NXT, we saw her on every brand, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And that is the problem that I think the fans had the last time is that she was on every brand. And that is the problem that we are having now with Charlotte Flair. Because she is holding the Tag Team Championship, she is now on every brand, Raw and SmackDown. She's now on both brands. And that's what I said before with Charlotte. You cannot have her on every brand. Quit shoving her down our throats. We get it. She's Her last name is Flair. She's a star. We do not need to see her on every single brand. Every single week. Keep her on one brand. That's it. Now I get with the tag team championships. The women's tag team championship. That you know you have to be on every brand. But. This is why I said Charlotte. Shouldn't have a title. I don't know what the plan was for bringing her, bringing her back, but it's it's not good. I, I think they had no clue what to do with Charlotte, so they figured, hey, we're just going to put a title on her. I call her the female version of John Cena because every time you've seen John Cena, he had a title. Not saying he didn't earn it, but... That was what happened. Whether it was the United States Championship or the WWE Championship or the World Heavyweight Championship for that matter, it didn't matter. Because he always had a title. And that's what they're doing with Charlotte. They want to make her a star. I get it. She's a star already. You can't make her any bigger than what she is. And if they continue to push her down our throats, the fans are, are just going to get tired. She's going to get booed out of the arena. Some, something could happen at the Royal Rumble. You know, we could see a hill turn. There's always that possibility, but I am kind of doubting it. It's too soon. Once again, this is no spoiler. Just something that could happen. Now Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, it wouldn't kill them to take a loss because they've taken losses before. Why Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are even a team at this point, it, I don't understand. Because Shayna Baszler is somebody that should have beaten Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. I've said that before. Why her and Nia are even a tag team at this point is beyond me. Because honestly, I'd rather see Shayna Baszler and Asuka, you know, at the Royal Rumble going against each other than to see a tag team match. That's just my prediction. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Obviously, you know, I'm not a big fan of Nia. You guys probably know this by now. I'm not a big fan of her, her work. Now, I haven't seen her injure anybody lately, so that's that's a good thing, but whatever. Um, things happen. But yeah, if I'm booking this match, I'm booking Oscar and Charlotte over Nia Jackson Baszler. But it'll be interesting to see who wins the Women's Royal Rumble to determine what happens next. But we'll get into that in a second. We're going to talk about the men's Royal Rumble match. For this match, guys, going into this, I was picking Daniel Bryan for the winner. I was picking somebody like, uh, you know, Big E. Well, not Big E, but maybe like Cesaro or even Shinsuke. Shinsuke's won a Rumble before, but it didn't really matter, did it? It did, it did not matter that he won when he should have been pushed a long time ago. <coughs> Excuse me. It did not matter. And going into this, I thought, you know, I picked somebody that deserves it. I picked somebody that deserves a win. 
and not somebody obvious. Like last year's WrestleMania when we all knew that Drew McIntyre would win. So I figured I'd pick somebody that deserves to win. And going into this, I was going with Daniel Bryan. Somebody that I feel should win. Deserves to win. But that's changed now. Because this past Monday night, Edge returned. And he cut a promo about how Randy Orton almost ended his career once again. About how he took so long to get back into the ring. And Edge has now declared himself into the Royal Rumble match. He will be one of the 30 men in the match. So, seeing that this past Monday, I changed my mind on the winner. I thought, well, there's no way Daniel Bryan's going to win now. I'm picking Edge to win this match. Why? Because of the the high stakes in this match. What can happen next if Edge does win? There's a lot that could happen. I am picking McIntyre over Goldberg because I predict that what is going to happen, I predict Edge is going to win the Rumble. Then he will go on to WrestleMania and he will face McIntyre. Or Randy Orton. It could happen. Because Randy Orton and Edge, they still have this rivalry. They still have this feud. Now, Randy Orton is feuding with Alexa Bliss right now and The Fiend. But that could all change. We do have the Elimination Chamber before WrestleMania. But if I'm picking somebody to win the Men's Royal Rumble match, it's got to be Edge. Now, there's always that possibility that Randy Orton could win. Which, Edge and Randy Orton at WrestleMania, I think, would be a great match. I think they had a great match at WrestleMania last year. So there's always that possibility. There's always the possibility of Edge and Randy Orton both getting eliminated. Both eliminating each other at the same time. And somebody else go on to win. There's also the possibility that Bray Wyatt returns in the Royal Rumble match. And he cost Randy Orton the match and they continue their feud. There's also the chance that Alexa Bliss gets involved, cost Orton the match as well. There's a few scenarios in which this match can play out. But my prediction, regardless of what happens, I am picking Edge to win. Because yes, even though he was in the, the Royal Rumble last year and didn't win, he deserves it this year. This man has come back out of retirement that ended his career. Now he is coming back for redemption. This is Edge's time, I believe. This this is going to be Edge's moment to to change what has happened to him. I I can't wait to see it. A lot that could happen in this match, but we shall see this Sunday. Now as for the women's Royal Rumble match, 
I am picking Alexa Bliss to win this match because of what happened this past Monday. Now we've seen Alexa Bliss versus Asuka this past week. If you remember, not this week, but last week, Alexa Bliss pinning Asuka and beating her. And then this past Monday, she goes on to have the Women's Championship match, which ended in a disqualification. Now, the bell didn't ring when Randy Orton attacked Alexa Bliss and gave her the RKO. Yes, it actually happened. Randy Orton RKO'd Alexa, which isn't the first female that he has done this to, but it happened. But my thing is, the bell never rang to signify that it was a disqualification. So my prediction is, there will be a rematch at WrestleMania. Oscar and Alexa Bliss will feud. If not now, then soon, because they are teasing it. Alexa Bliss, I feel, is somebody who is going to be one of the top females on the roster with this new transition to a fiend alter ego. I don't know about you guys, but I love this whole character of Alexa. I've said it numerous times. And this is something she needs as a refresher. She wrestled, you know... With Nikki Cross and a tag team, which which got nowhere. You know, Alexa Bliss went from somebody who was one of the top females coming up from NXT to the main roster, and she was on top for so long, and then all of a sudden she fell to the mid card and, and started teaming with Nikki Cross, which to me made absolutely absolutely no sense but it is what it is but now Alexa Bliss has a chance to change things with this new character that she's had she has known it since day one and we, we've seen her change each week but we've seen her evolve so yes I am picking Alexa Bliss to win this match. Because I, I just don't see anybody else. Beating her. You know. Unless there's like some surprise entrant. Or you know. Randy Orton could cost her the match. Which I don't see happening. Being that what happened this past Monday. With Randy Orton. You know. Attacking Alexa Bliss. I could. I more or less could see her costing him the match. That would make more sense. I could see the thing returning and helping Lexa win. I could see the thing returning and costing Orton the match, setting up a match with the, at the Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania. There's a lot that could happen this Sunday. I'm expecting the thing to return. If that doesn't happen, then there's always the elimination chamber, but they've, they've prolonged this for so long, and they got to do it now. they got to pull the trigger eventually. I've said before, they have to do it before the fans get restless, before the fans get tired of waiting. I know I'm anxious. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. I'm excited for what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. But yeah, that's that's the you know, um, that's my predictions. Now, there's a reason I saved Reigns versus Owens for last, and I will explain why. I want to talk a little bit about Reigns' career, you know, today on this episode. And how he's evolved so much 
from being one of the top baby faces to one of the top heels in the company. So yes, there's a reason I saved Reigns versus Owens. Because I want this episode to focus on Roman Reigns. And what he's accomplished. So, for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, the last man standing match, we have Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the Universal title. Obviously, if you're booking this this match, you're picking Roman Reigns to go over. Roman Reigns is just too hot as a heel right now to lose. Roman Reigns is the top guy in the company. I don't think they would take the title off of him so soon, being that he is on fire. Now, to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing a Kevin Owens heel turn. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but... Just not right now. Roman Reigns is just too hot as a hill to be pushed back down. This is a guy who's had cancer. Who had to sit out during a pandemic in the beginning. Now he is back on top. There's so much love towards Reigns right now being a heel. When back then, people hated Reigns. People booed him out of the building. They hated this guy. I remember back when he faced The Undertaker, how bad it was the day after that. When people were booing him out of the arena. Then when he went to the feud with Braun Strowman, you know, this is back when Strowman was over with the fans. This is back when Braun Strowman was one of the top baby faces, which actually he was a heel starting out as a heel, then he transitioned to a baby face. But Reigns at the time was the baby face and Braun Strowman was the heel. You know, they're trying to get Reigns over as the top baby face, but that wasn't working because people hated Reigns. So automatically they cheered for Strowman. You know, they tried so hard on numerous occasions to get Roman Reigns over as a heel, over as a babyface, excuse me. It just, it just didn't work. They wanted him to be the next John Cena, the next guy in the company to take Cena's place, to be the role model for the children. To be the face of the WWE. It just wasn't working out guys. Um, which I've never. You know. Had anything against Roman Reigns. I will say he was kind of shoved down our throats. Kind of too fast. Back when John Cena. You know first went to Hollywood. It was like automatically Roman Reigns was just like. Pushed to the top spot. It didn't need to happen so soon. Um, I think that's the problem that it, that it, that it happened too soon. That that the fans weren't ready for another John Cena. But maybe the fans just didn't like you know Roman Reigns because of. I think he was shoved down their throats too too much. I really do. I don't think his in-ring ability has anything to do with it. Because I think he's pretty good in the ring. If anything, he's improved. He's evolved with his character. As a heel. So to me, Roman Reigns was never a problem. It was just the fact of the booking of having him shoved down our throats I think was the problem I also think that when he faced the Undertaker and beat the Undertaker I think that had a big problem because a lot of people back then you know said that this could have been Taker's last match and it very well could have been because if you noticed during that match you could see the pain in Undertaker's face 
it, it was rumored that you know it was Taker's last match. So I think people were expecting Taker to win because people thought it was his last match. Because we all expected this to be the end of The Undertaker. So I think that's had a lot to do with people hating Roman Reigns. Because yes, fans booed him before that, but it got worse after he beat Taker, in my opinion. I think that's when fans really began to turn on Roman Reigns. And that's when things went from bad to worse. Now, Undertaker, he put over Reigns. He did his job like he should have. Because that's how you build new stars. These, you know, these guys that have been in the business for 20, 30 years are putting over these new guys. That's what should be done. Not like somebody like Goldberg who, you know, ends the Fiend's reign in, what, 30 seconds? A minute? That's why I'm so anxious to see what happens between McIntyre versus Goldberg. To see if Goldberg actually puts over McIntyre. Just, I don't know. It could happen, but like I was saying, Taker did his job. Now the fans, you know, they didn't agree with it. I personally saw it coming, you know, that's what happens. They wanted to make Roman Reigns the head of the company. In order to do that, you have to beat somebody big, like The Undertaker. WWE has tried, and they went even further, to have Roman Reigns versus John Cena. And Roman Reigns went over Cena. Because that, that's how bad they wanted to make him a babyface. They wanted to make him the top babyface of the company. So they had Cena put him over. But then that didn't even work. I mean, we've seen how bad Roman Reigns' promos were against Cena. Which that's how the fans, you know, perceived it. I didn't think they were horrible, but... you. Roman Reigns was kind of repetitive. His promo was kind of repetitive to what other guys were saying in the past about how John Cena buries other superstars. And whenever somebody goes up in a promo with John Cena, they say the same thing over and over again, which I have noticed. Which is not far from the truth. You know, in Cena's early days, he didn't put over a lot of guys. Because Cena was in the Roman Reigns position. Cena was the top guy. Now Cena will always be the top guy. But he's not the top guy in the company right now. That's Roman Reigns. Now. Like I said. You know people. They didn't agree with the Cena versus Reigns match. They didn't want it. We've seen how Taker versus Reigns played out. You know, we, we've all kind of figured what was going to happen. It was too predictable. Everybody knew Cena was going to go over. No, Roman Reigns was going to go over, excuse me. And that Cena was going to put him over and disappear back to Hollywood. Because Cena did not need to win that match. Cena did his time at WWE and has accomplished more than anyone can imagine. He's a 16-time world champion. He does not need to beat Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns needs to beat John Cena. So it was predictable. Obviously everybody knew Cena would go back to Hollywood. Roman Reigns would go over. But he wasn't over with the fans. It wasn't until, you know... Roman Reigns came back as a hill. Now he's over with the fans. And honestly, what a hill turn it was because people were booing him out of the arena. People wanted him to be a hill. People wanted to hate him. Now we have the chance to hate him. Now we have the chance to hate Roman, finally. 
which I don't hate the guy because I've always admired his in-ring work. I admire his charity work he does with the um, with the Cancer Foundation, with the kids. I admire what he does. He's a role model outside of WWE. And that right there should make him a top face of the company for all his charity work. The same with John Cena. John Cena's done numerous charity work, which is why he was one of the top faces. But man, did they push Roman down our throats, guys. They, they really did. And if you've watched WWE for as long as I have, you, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I mean, they have tried so many times to get Reigns over and it didn't work. But now he's a heel. And now he's over with the fans. And he's doing his best heel work. Honestly, you know, when Reigns came back and turned heel, I didn't know if it would work. I didn't know how well Reigns would be as a heel. But then WWE, they threw a curveball on us and they surprised us with Paul Heyman by his side. And they said, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to throw Paul Heyman in the mix. To kind of amp up Roman Reigns' heel turn. And I love it, man. You know, I don't think anybody expected Roman Reigns to be as great as a heel. I don't think people expected him to be as good on the mic as he is. But it's not just his mic skills. It's his facial expressions. The way he moves. And adding, you know, his cousin, Jey Uso, into the mix does make it better. Now, do we need Jey Uso in the storyline? Not at all. Jey Uso can go do his own thing, but the fact that he's involved and they're calling Roman Reigns the head of the table makes it so much more interesting. Because it takes a real life... Because what, what it's taking now is a real life family and putting them in a storyline. Making this more realistic, making this more believable. Because they're not storyline cousins, they're actual cousins in real life. That's what makes this so interesting. Like I said, Jey Uso, he doesn't have to be involved. He can wait for Jimmy to return and they can go for the Tag Team Championship. Which is something we don't want to see, so I think, you know... Well, I mean, it's honestly something I wouldn't mind. Jey Uso and Jimmy get, get another Tag Team title shot because honestly the Tag Team division isn't, you know, doing so well. But it's something we've seen several times. We've seen Jey Uso and Jimmy win the Tag Team Championship. So I think Jey Uso being in a storyline with Roman Reigns is more beneficial to him. Not only for his career but as a singles competitor. Because we've seen Jey Uso in more singles matches now than we probably would have if Jimmy returned. Because the chances are when Jimmy does return... You know, we could see another singles, another tag team championship run. That's what we could see. Or we could see, you know, Jimmy get involved and kind of try to save Jey Uso from Roman Reigns or whatever. Or we could see a stable between Jey Uso, Jimmy, and Roman. Kind of like a new shield. Which you can't replace the original, but, you know, it'd be cool to see actual family members in a stable. To see family members as heels. To see Jay and Jimmy and Roman, all three of them as heels. Now Roman, you know, he's calling himself the tribal chief. He's the head of the table. He's kind of bullying Jay. Which I kind of wish that, you know, that that wouldn't happen. I like the fact that, you know, Roman is the dominant heel. But... I would like to see, you know, them kind of team up and, you know, cut promos together to just be a dominant faction as well. 
I don't have a problem with Jay Uso's current role, but I would like to see you know that those two kind of cut promos together and just be a dominant faction all together and see what they can do. Because I just have a feeling that when Jay when Jimmy returns, it's going to be another tag team championship run, which has already been done. So with this match with Kevin Owens, you know, this Sunday, as much as I would love to see Owens, you know, kind of have a title run here soon, you got to go with Reigns. If something were to happen that Owens would beat Reigns this Sunday, it wouldn't look good for Roman as a heel. You know, them pushing him as the top face of the company. A loss right now for Reigns would not kill him. It would not bury him, as most fans would say. But, you know, we've seen WWE's booking. We've seen what they do. When a top star loses a match, they go downhill, which I don't see happening with Roman Reigns being that he has been the face of the company for hill for years. But we've seen in the past, you know, when a superstar gets a push and all of a sudden they start losing, that's a sign that, okay, they're not getting pushed anymore. Vince has given up. So I, I don't see that happening with Roman Reigns. And a loss wouldn't hurt Roman because, you know, they can always have a rematch and Roman beat him. But now is not the time for Roman to lose. Now is not the time for Roman to take any kind of loss in any way. If Roman Reigns is going to take any loss at all, it is going to be by disqualification or whatever to still make Roman look strong. Having Roman get pinned or submitted would not make him look good. I'm expecting Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens to put on a good match this Sunday. These are two great competitors. You know, anything can happen. And we've seen Reigns and Owens, you know, wrestle before. We've seen what they can do. The last pay-per-view they've had, they put on a great match, and it was the match tonight. Imagine what they'll do this Sunday. Now, you know, I'm wondering what's going to happen to Mania. Will this feud drag on to the Elimination Chamber? Obviously, we have to see an Elimination Chamber match to determine what happens next. But that's why I'm picking Roman Reigns to win this match because I, I really don't see this feud going past the Royal Rumble. I see this feud ending at the Royal Rumble and who knows, maybe we'll see Goldberg versus Reigns after that. Because that was the original plan after the Royal Rumble. Well, no, that was the original plan at WrestleMania last year. Before, you know, Roman had to pull out due to the coronavirus. Which nobody can blame Roman because having COVID is the last thing you want. Because Roman Reigns has also battled cancer in the past. So, you know, nobody better take shots at Roman for keeping himself healthy, as, as he should. Roman Reigns, he, need, he needed to keep himself healthy. You know, obviously that put Braun Strowman for universal title picture, which, not saying Braun didn't deserve it, but um, he obviously didn't have a good run. But now Roman Reigns has got the belt back. Could we see, you know, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg? That's that's always a match we could see. As much as I don't want to see Goldberg for another title. As much as that's something I don't think anybody anybody wants to see. But could that be something that we see? I don't know. Um, 
once again, I'm not like a, a news reporter. I'm not like a, I'm not a journalist. I'm just a simple podcaster. <laughs> but um, that's just my prediction. But the match, that, those are the two matches I'm curious to see is Roman Reigns and Owens and then McIntyre versus Goldberg. And I want to see what happens in the, the Royal Rumble. There are rumored matches to this card. Sami Zayn versus Biggie, that's rumored. There is a men's tag team match that is rumored. Um, I don't know if uh, Bailey and Bianca Blair is on the card or not. If Bailey versus Bianca is on the card, I, I don't know. Um, which I don't see why if it's not. But obviously, if you see Asuka not defending her women's championship, then I don't think, you know. Um, well, excuse me. I don't. I don't think. Uh, sorry, you know, I'm getting confused here. For some reason, I'm thinking Bailey still has the title, and she doesn't. Um, <laughs> Sasha Banks is the women's champion. But uh, so I don't, I don't know if uh, Bianca Blair and Bailey will wrestle. For some reason, you know, I just lost my train of thought and just thought Bailey was the women's champion, and and I forgot that she had lost it. Um, but yeah, since we're not seeing Sasha defend her belt, then I, I don't think, you know, um, we'll see a women's championship match, which is, is no big deal. I do feel Sasha should be on the card and defend her title. I know the women's Royal Rumble the winner, you know, will have that opportunity to face the women's champion. But if Oscar could be in a tag team match at Charlotte and be involved at the Royal Rumble, then I think Sasha should be involved as well. Don't leave her out of the card. Um, Sami Zayn and Big E is another uh, match that is rumored, which I don't see why that's not on the card either, being that they have had this feud going on for a good while being that they have you know they have had this storyline going on and Big E is the new Intercontinental Champion has Big E received a, a decent push so far it's been okay but if WWE does things like this they, they you know they don't put him on the card what's that doing for him because right now, to me, the Intercontinental Championship is not being taken very serious. If you think back to when The Miz had the Intercontinental Championship, it was taken more serious. That was the title that everyone wanted. That was the title that I think that was beneath the World Championship at the time when The Miz had it. If that makes sense. Now, I enjoyed Sami Zayn's, you know, run with the title. I even enjoyed Daniel Bryan with the title. But I think, you know, Sami Zayn, he, I think he does better work with the title. I'm, I'm actually enjoying this whole Sami Zayn segments and stuff on SmackDown. I think it's worth watching. I'm actually enjoying SmackDown, you know, with Roman Reigns being a heel, Sami Zayn, Big E, you know, that's a good, st that's good stuff. But we'll see what happens. Um, there's a, a lot that could happen this Sunday, guys. There are some rumored returns to the Men's Royal Rumble match. It is also rumored that Marty Scrawl from Ring of Honor could debut this Sunday in the Royal Rumble match. As an entrant. Could we see. You know. Ronda Rousey return in the women's Royal Rumble match. Which would be cool. I would honestly like to see guys like. Aleister Black in the Rumble. I can't say I care as much. For the surprise entrance in the Rumble. Because there's guys on the roster. That don't even get in their TV time at all. So I would much rather see 
guys like Alistair Black, Lars Sullivan, Andrade, Bo Dallas, you know, guys like that in the Rumble that don't get no TV time because it would make so much more sense. But when you have surprise entrance like that all the time, every year, that's something we've seen because nine times out of ten, it's, it's going to be the same guys you've seen last year ending, entering the Rumble. And it's just going to take you know the excitement away. Now, last year, Rumble was exciting because we did see Edge's return, which nobody expected. But that's what WWE has to do. They have to make this interesting. They have to make this unpredictable. Like, it's also rumored that Sergeant Slaughter could enter the, the ring, that Hurricane, guys like that, could enter the ring. And it's cool, you know, that the legends, the, you know, the, the old guys get involved, the legends, but, you know, it's really not something we need to see when we could see guys like Bo Dallas. Andrade, Alistair Black, we could see those guys who we haven't seen in months. So it would just make so much more sense to have those guys on. Not even if they win. They don't even have to win the match. But to see a returning Bo Dallas I think would be really cool to see Alistair Black in the, the Royal Rumble. Which I think that that'd be guys that would get a huge pop from the crowd to me. Which I, I think they would. Because we haven't seen them in months. Now Edge obviously is going to get a huge pop. But besides that, what else are they going to do? And the thing about the World Mode match is you don't know who's going to enter the match. You don't know what number they'll be. So, could Edge enter the match later? I honestly think fans will be anticipating Edge and entering the Rumble early so that they have a good, decent Royal Rumble match. But say if Edge enters the Royal Rumble later, then the Royal Rumble match itself is probably going to drag on for a lot of people. And the people are going to get tired Especially if Edge does enter later. Which would be a surprise. Not a surprise, but... I'm just hoping that, you know, they have some guys that don't get TV time on there. Obviously, there will be some surprises. In the, in the Rumble match itself. But... We shall see. Like I said, I'm hoping The Fiend returns. Add some excitement to the match. But, you know, it's, it's been rumored that, you know, Randy Orton and The Fiend were supposed to have a match at the Rumble. Obviously, that's not... It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. There was a Firefly Funhouse match that was rumored to happen, but... It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. There was no announcement that was made. And I don't think WWE would announce it, you know, at any time during this week. You know, they want to keep the Fiend's return a surprise. I get it. So, there's always that possibility of, you know, the Fiend returning. As far as the women's Rumble match, the only question I have is what version of Alexa Bliss will we see? In the Rumble. What version of Alexa Bliss. Is going to appear. Will we see Funhouse Alexa. Or will we see this transformation once again. Will we see her transform into a more darker side of Alexa Bliss. Which would be cool to see her kind of. Take over. You know throw women over the top rope. Just one after another. Have her be dominant. And that would build her up as a character as well. Because she's new. 
So this would be a great way to build her up and make her look strong as a character heading into pay-per-views even like Elimination Chamber or Mania. Now, like I said, we don't know what they have in store for Alexa, but I'm assuming she wins. It would be cool for The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, to enter the Men's Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant number 30 and beat everybody, but I'm still sticking with Edge to win that match. As much as it would be cool to see The Fiend win the Men's Royal Rumble and Alexa win the Women's Royal Rumble, I don't think that's going to happen. Because I feel like the fans, you know, are anxious to see The Fiend. I, there's a part of me that feels like we're going to be let down Sunday night. We're not going to see The Fiend at all. And they'll wait till like the Illumination Chamber, like the next night on Raw. There is that part of me that, that thinks that. But as far as the Women's Rumble, you got to go with Alexa. Who else are you going to go with? Unless Becky Lynch returns or something. Which would be a big surprise because I know she is rumored to return soon. So, any better way of having her return would be the Women's Royal Rumble match. Seth Rollins is another name who could enter the Men's Royal Rumble. Lars Sullivan is another name. Like I said, Marty Scrawl from Ring of Honor, he's also rumored to debut at some point in WWE. I don't know if Marty Scrawl has signed with WWE, but I've heard rumors that he was in talks for a contract. So there's always that. Marty Scrawl was a big name at Ring of Honor. He was, you know, I believe he was he was a heel. And I, and I enjoyed Marty Scrawl watching him work in Ring of Honor. But what can he accomplish in WWE? And will he go straight to the main roster? Or will they, will they throw him in NXT? And that's another question as well. I'm glad I brought up NXT because what NXT guys will we see in the Royal Rumble match? There's got to be some NXT guys that get involved in some way or another. Because we've seen it last year with Keith Lee. Before he made his main roster debut. So, who from NXT could... You know, make an impact in the Rumble match itself. If I'm booking this, I'm picking Dexter Loomis. Maybe Johnny Gargano. Or, or whatever happened to Austin Theory. Or maybe Adam Cole, for that matter. Which I, I don't see happening because Adam Cole has said about staying in NXT, rather just staying in NXT. I would much rather see somebody like Adam Cole in the main roster. Maybe SmackDown or whatever. But with all the stars WWE has on the main roster now. There would be a lot of wasted talent. Unless WWE figures out what they're going to do. It'd, it'd be cool to see you know Lars Sullivan come back. In the, in the Rumble match itself. It'd be cool to see him return. You know, square off with the fiend if the fiend does return, which wouldn't happen. I mean, it could happen, but you know, I don't book it. I, I just talk about it. Um, <laughs> that that would be that would also be cool because the fiend Bray Wyatt has never had somebody like Lars Sullivan. Bray Wyatt has wrestled Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman is another name who could return at the Rumble. Who we haven't seen in a good while. After his suspension by Adam Pearce, he kind of just disappeared. So could we see Braun Strowman return? He's another name who I could even pick to win the Rumble. Which I, I, don't, I don't see happening, but, you know, a lot could happen in the Rumble itself. So many scenarios that could play out, guys. But, yeah, um, Rumble, Rumble is this Sunday. 
I'm expecting it to be a great show, but we'll have to tune in this Sunday to find out. I'd like to thank you guys for listening um, to this podcast. I really appreciate it. Hope you all had a wonderful day, a wonderful week. I also want to give a big shout out again to Dylan Busby for having me on his podcast. Dylan Busby, Dress Casual. That's the name of his podcast. It's a great show. Check it out, guys. We did a great episode. I'm really proud of that episode. That's why I mentioned it again. It is so great. And there's also Wrestle Shoot with Rob Wilds. So, you know, please check that out. They're both great podcasts. But yes, please check out Dress Casual with Dylan Busby. Great, great, great podcast host. And I can't thank him enough for letting me join his show. But yeah, check that episode out, guys. And tune in every Wednesday for another episode of Wrestling World. I will be releasing a new episode every Wednesday at noon. So be sure to tune in. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day. And God bless. I'll be back next Wednesday. Check it out, guys. Peace out.